The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Fridays here at Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark in studio. Hope everyone's doing all right. I am doing the show from home. There's no uh, worry other than a basketball game to get to not long after uh, we're done here with Hale Varsity. So uh, a home show Friday for me. Silently and secretly, or maybe not so secretly, Elijah and Connor are rejoicing I don't want to um, speculate, but there may be to be a bucket of beer in the studio that I'm gone. There's uh, not. There is not. Connor and I. Yeah, found it's only that a bottle of, of Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what now? Did I leave one of my bottles of Tito's? <laughs> no, you didn't leave it there. I'm just kidding. No. no. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, we, we did you discover br- before you the show. You brought them. We discovered before the show one of the computers in here actually has Minecraft downloaded. Yes. That was, was uh, really. That was an exciting revelation to, to find was... out. So, Minecraft. Is, first was brought to the, into the world when? That would have been when I was in late elementary school or early middle school. So I about put a 10, year on it. Uh, put 15 it, years ago? Yeah, 15, give or take. 15, yeah. Well, that's how old those computers are. Yeah. Uh, tw- 2009 was when it was originally released. Uh, the beta, the full beta came out in 2009, so we're calling it... Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You're lucky that those computers are, are color monitors. <laughs> <laughs> they ran Minecraft uh, pretty well, which, to be fair, yeah. not, a, not a complex game. I felt like I was the, 12 uh, again for about three minutes, so that was cool. Well, uh, let me know if you guys find Oregon Trail. Yeah? My turn. Ooh. I'll bring a whole bunch of quarters. There we go. You can play that in browser, just to let you know. You haven't got to download it. You can just pull it up in a tab and play it. Don't, uh, yes. don't ask what I did in my college yeah, classes. I, I know what Schmitty's <laughs> doing after the game tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, Oregon Trail. Well, does the Oregon Trail that led to Columbus lead to Lincoln? Let's uh, talk quarter, quarterback and portal. Mr. Kyle McCord, come on down. Is that a thing? Uh, a lot of the recruiting sites are predicting that. We'll dive into that. Uh, we'll spend some time and uh, try and figure out if Nebraska can get well against Michigan State. Jacob Padilla going to join us in 15 minutes, get his take on all things hoops and all things Husker volleyball as the Big Red got a date tomorrow against Arkansas. So we'll uh, cover it all with Jacob. In hour two, Bill Dolman joins us. And uh, the Pride of Fairbury NBC Sports will hit some Big Red topics. Jack Ebling, Mr. Jack, Captain Jack, excited to spend time with him. Thoughts on college football, Nebraska. Uh, Jack knows a ton about Sam Levitt. Is that a potential reality as well for Nebraska? And then the Friday forecast, Clausburn allegedly will join us. Numbers for you to get in at 489-1240, 489-1240, Find us on the stream, Hail Varsity YouTube channel, Hail Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give Elijah a follow at Herbal Essence. You can find Connor Clark on Twitter at C underscore Clark underscore 27. Chris Schmidt at Schmidt underscore radio. So uh, Drunk Monk asked the question, 
many Nebraska football fans are wondering, so is McCord coming or what? Uh, I think you look at the on three folks, the 24-7 folks, the national, and all crystal balls point towards McCord in Lincoln. Uh, that's what the, the experts are saying. I think, Elijah, Connor, that you've got some connection between where McCord grew up, McCord's dad, McCord's college coaches, Matt Rule. I think there's some uh, some relationships that go back a lot of football years together. And, yeah, if you can get a former five-star quarterback that is a good thrower that went 11-1, and one, has really good talent around him, but he's also somebody that can elevate your offense, you try and make it happen. You just got to get the checkbook out. Nebraska's clearly had the checkbook out to buy jet fuel this week. And uh, now all I got to do is, is seal it. Elijah, what, what are you hearing, man? Your ears to the ground as well. And it sounds like um, the sealing up of these portal options and decisions, it, it could take a while. It could be quick and swift. You just never know because if you're McCord, you really didn't have a bunch of recruiting going on. You committed as a sophomore to Ohio State and didn't really take the tour. You have a chance to take some tours. I know that that Levitt's checking out Utah. He's checking out Arizona State. Uh, Cam Ward has five places that he's going to visit, Nebraska being one of those. So uh, if you're Nebraska – I don't know that you take your first yes unless it's one of your top two. Well, with as many quarterbacks as rumored to be in town next week, the number I've been so hearing what's the, is what's the, four. What's the rumor? Well, I just hear that there's going to be uh, a busy early week of visits from quarterbacks. So Sunday, week. Monday, Tuesday? Wednesday. I don't know how many days. The number I've heard through the grapevine is that there's going to be probably four quarterbacks in town early next week. Mm-hmm. I don't know the names, but I think we can all venture to guess based on where Nebraska has visited. Probably you'd say Howard, McCord, Ward, and then is it going to be Levitt as that fourth quarterback? Maybe it's just three. Mm-hmm. All I know is quarterbacks are going to be in town early next week for Nebraska, and they're not shooting low. It's the old saying, shoot for the moon. <laughs> Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Give right? me a big number, and we'll get to the real number. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Brian so- checks in real quick, and I've seen this too, Brian. You've had some of the other national experts say Miami for McCord. Does he go to the U? Uh, it, it, I mean, the U will have their checkbook open. They've always been a quarterback away, uh, clearly. They're, they're a little better off than Nebraska, but not really. I mean, when we talk about national relevance. So I think you've got a good shot. I think the uh, vicinity of, of McCord and, and McCord's dad's a Rutgers quarterback in the, the late 80s, early 90s. One of Matt Rule's big-time mentors in football was the offensive line coach there, Pat Flaherty. So there's your connection. Uh, you're going to have a relationship opportunity here if you're Rule with the McCords, and maybe you already have one. I don't know how deep the iceberg is, but they know the same folks. And there's a lot of Jersey slash Philly um, community, right, with Nebraska staff and where McCord is from. Back to your visit update, though, sorry. Oh, it's just a case of, I think, 
Nebraska has has done the necessary first date, if you will. They have locked in a couple of second dates. Now you got to focus in on where the most mutual interest lies. It's not one of the dude. I forgot my wallet. Let's hope not. <laughs> forgot my wallet, Connor. Can you bring it to me? The, the, the question. The question to me is just how quickly is this process going to go? Because we know with the portal, it's slow until it isn't. Right. And, and you would yeah. assume that with quarterbacks coming to town early next week, I mean, I'd venture to say, and maybe this is Elijah Herbal being bold, I don't know, that one of Levitt, McCord, Ward, or Howard will be committed to Nebraska by the end of the week next week. That's how I'm feeling right now. That's in this what you process. shoot for. I'm not sure there's going to be any names coming out of the woodwork. If you go 0 for 4 on those guys, like mm. pull the fire alarm, there's going to be some concerns. But yeah. I think among those we four love guys, you, Chubba. Among those four guys, <laughs> I think it's a, a a good likelihood that one of those four will be committed to Nebraska come the end of next week. The question is just which guy do they settle on? Do they not strike out on all four? Which guy through early next week differentiates himself as not only being a good fit for Nebraska, but Nebraska being a good fit for them and and you've made it through the first date process, so clearly there is some interest. Which guy is the best fit? Which guy shows you that he is going to be the guy not only for your team, for your offense moving forward? And then uh, do you have the luxury to go and get a second guy in the portal, a guy that's going to be willing to wait in the wings, maybe compete with Chuba, maybe compete with Daniel Kalen? Do you get that second guy? But I think this is the final Friday where we'll be talking about the portal. The final Friday, the, 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 portal the, quarterbacks. The, the, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like the – I don't watch The Bachelor, thank God, but this is quarterback Bachelor going on. We'll get to more of your stream comments. Dave, thanks for hanging on. Dave, welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Dave, do we got you? Maybe not. All right, what's... Uh, yeah. Oh, there Hello we go. To the coaching staff. You know... Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Yeah, we got you. Can you hear me? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, kudos to the coaching because I think, yeah, I can hear you. All right. Go ahead. Is your radio on, Dave? Is it turned up? Okay. Uh, so here's the deal. I think the coaching staff has done a pretty good job. They shot for the moon. Let's get this fixed. Let's yeah, get it figured out. Dave, hang on the line for us. Put him on hold, please. And uh, we'll get Dave... Locked in, and if you want to dial up and play the adventure with us, 1-800-825-5865-489-1240, numbers to get in. You can always email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Walter, our Philly resident, says McCord is from Mount Laurel, New Jersey. And uh, that's pretty nice. Uh, St. Joe's Prep, it's a powerhouse football program. And uh, Brian checks in, says, lock up the QBs. McCord, please, and thank you. We can get into the discussion. (laughs) Who do you want? Who can you get? And uh, that's uh, pretty important. Connor, are we going to try Dave again here? Uh, Yes. Dave, go ahead. And Dave, make sure your radio is turned down in the background. Yeah. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, Just... my radio's down, dude. So, anyway, all right, I'll shoot, I'll make this really quick. So, here's the deal. I think we've done a pretty good staff uh, of, of 
the stars when they were going for Rayola. Now they're going for another big-time quarterback, which can only help the wide receiver room, which is going to need somebody to come in and say, hey, uh, I want you guys to throw to. You guys are going to want to be thrown to by McCord. Bye, guys. Thanks for the call, Dave. Sorry about that. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Email the show today. Chris at HaleVarsity.com. <laughs> there has been some work done on the phone lines here this week, and I'm wondering if that's causing some issues. It would just seem he's getting our feet on a delay. I'm Which unsure what could be causing it. true. That. Yeah. Um, we'll get it fixed between uh, break time and not. We'll check in with Jacob Padilla here in a little bit as well. So, yeah, I mean, Nebraska, this is a little juicy as well. Not only McCord with his pedigree from Ohio State with an 11-1 and record, but you also have the potential for Julian Fleming, guys. Uh, he's a five-star wideout. He's a portal guy, one of the top wideouts. And the only thing he, you know, it's it's the same story. You've got Fleming's not Marvin Harrison Jr. McCord's not C.J. Stroud. But they're both pretty decent. They're both guys you'd like on the team. And, fellas, I don't know if you're Nebraska, if you get McCord, um, I think you, you'll take a look at Levitt, and I like his ability. We'll talk to Jack Ebling about Levitt here in a little bit. But I, I think you, you ride with Chubba. You try and keep Chubba here. He had surgery this week on that sports hernia. I think him and Gifford both were, were dealing with that towards the end of the season. And uh, I think you, you see if Chubba can – Stick and stay and keep grooming and growing, and then you got McCord for a year because you've got to elevate what you've been and what you are on offense to pair with a defense, and you could really have a nice second year. Like beyond get to a bowl game, you could be in contention to win some big ball games in November if you get the right quarterback. Um, what what Dave said about chasing the five star that there's there's truth to that. But that's okay. They're five stars for a reason. McCord clearly didn't beat out Stroud, but when he did come in, he played well enough to win a lot of ball games, and they were on the doorstep of, of playing uh, in, in the college football playoff, winning the Big Ten championship. Joel Klatt did a nice kind of follow-up on, on McCord, and he didn't do anything wrong. He got his arm hit once. It turned into the game-changing interception. But do you guys get the feel, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you feel that McCord is the top target for Nebraska as it stands right now? Because I don't get that feel. I, I feel like Nebraska, as I said kind of earlier, is shooting for the, the moon in this one. Because you look at, at Ward. Ward's a future, most likely, assuming his career doesn't go to hell next season. Probably looking at a first-round pick. There's a reason he's coming back, and it's because he's got a chance at, with a good final season of college, being the top quarterback on the board next season in the NFL. I know there's a lot of talented quarterbacks coming out next year, but he's got a world of potential like that. You look at Will Howard. Whenever Lincoln Riley wants a kid, I think you're in a pretty good company there when you're going after Will Howard. And then you compare that to McCord, where it's Nebraska and it's Miami. And I'm not saying that that is a slight against McCord necessarily, but there's a reason why Lincoln Riley is going after USC's, and there's a reason why the NFL really have its, has its ears perked up when it comes to, to Cam Ward. I think those guys are really, really good, and it means something if Nebraska's in the boat with those guys. I don't think McCord is the top guy, personally. No, as I don't, he's, not, he's not a top guy in the portal, and he's probably not a top guy on Nebraska's board or many other boards. I mean, I think it is Cam Ward. He's number one on everyone's board, and then – it's uh, it's it's what's your your flavor of offense, 
Question we can we can get into this hour and next. How important is it for you to have a running quarterback at Nebraska? What what part of uh, what's what's the the usage level? Seems pretty important. And and, and necessity. Do you shelve that for a guy that's a better passer? Uh, we know that that Sats offenses have been more pro style friendly quarterback wise. Uh, we'll spend some time with Jacob Bedilla, Hail Varsity, with you on a Friday, Friday powered by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, Hail Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, 489-1240, 489-1240. Number to get in, 800-825-5865. Open phones till 5. Uh, we'll try and connect with Jacob Padilla. Uh, let's do Jacob on the phone. He just sent a text message. Apparently, lighting is witness protection. Great for him as he's working and slaving away at the uh, Devaney Center. Oh, hold oh, on. Wait, hold whoa, on. whoa, 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 hold whoa. On. We, 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 we thought Jacob was going witness protection. Instead, no. Jacob Padilla's. In the corner. Somebody put Jacob in the corner. Jacob, how are we doing? Good. I was trying to find an angle where I wasn't going to blind the uh, anybody that happened <laughs> to be watching the screen. So I need to turn around and find something that'll work. This is a little bit disappointing because I was hoping that we were going to get the chance to be able to use this still, Jacob. And this, for the people on radio, they'll be able to see this. I apologize. But I've been wanting to use this. <laughs> yes. For a whole we need week you. now. Please. Beautiful. Jacob, Jacob's in a in a black T-shirt, like he just got back from a Metallica show, uh, and and he's got his thumb up. But we need one with Jacob, you know, saying you're number one. <laughs> we need a, we need Happy Jacob giving the thumb up or thumbs up, and we need the Angry Jacob, like his Packers just lost, telling you you're number one. But uh, all all kidding aside, uh, Jacob's all over Husker volleyball. Does great work with. Uh, basketball and, and prep sports as well with Hale Varsity and Hurt at Sports. Jacob, we'll get to, to volleyball in a minute. We'll get to some hoops in a moment. But I want to get your take. We've been talking all week about portal quarterbacks. You do a great job of covering Nebraska football as well. The uh, arrow is pointing towards uh, Kyle McCord of Ohio State. Uh, that's the, the buzz the last probably 48 hours You've watched enough Big Ten football. What's your take on Nebraska going potentially more pro-style quarterback versus dual threat? Well, I mean, it seems like that's kind of where they wanted to get from the start, just based on the quarterbacks they have recruited outside of Jeff Sims, um, with first uh, Royola and then obviously Danny Kalen um, mm-hmm. landing him. Uh, definitely much more in that vein, um, I think. This year, the offense was pretty much just, we got to figure out whatever works. And uh, so I'm not surprised to see them go that direction. Um, The question is, can you put enough pieces around that guy to make it work? Um, Because obviously this year, even if they had an elite uh, passing quarterback, uh, I don't think uh, that would have been sustainable just with the, the issues they had at wide receiver and, uh, the pass protection and all that, it was kind of like, all right, they had to run the quarterback because they had to find some way to move the ball. Um, so ideally, I think they're hoping that they'll be better. They'll continue to improve in the uh, product, uh, protection department. 
they they hope to be able to run the ball um, when they need to, as opposed to just kind of uh, racking up the yardage uh, and then kind of struggling in key in key situations from that regard. Um, and you you get a passing quarterback in here that could uh, that can keep defenses honest. Um, I, I think they like that that picture. So McCord, he's a guy interesting. Um, obviously, at Ohio State, they're used to the elite game-breaking type of quarterbacks that go in the first round. They, they've had however many of those guys in a row. He's not that, but he was pretty <laughs> solid there. The, 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 uh, just overall in terms of his, his numbers um, and, and everything that he accomplished this year. Now, the, the trick there is he's not bringing Ohio State's receivers with him. He's not bringing Ohio State's offensive line with him. So it's, the question is, all right, how truly talented is he? Um, outside of that Ohio State uh, environment where he wasn't necessarily what they were hoping to be to compete for a, a playoff spot. Um, but I think probably for what Nebraska wants, um, he's a guy that can, can can fill that spot. Well, Jacob, whenever you look at the rumored visits next week, the guys Nebraska's been talking to, the guys that Nebraska's apparently in on, you're talking the likes of Will Howard and, and Cam Ward, and with, with those two names especially, does it feel like McCord is is almost a, a backup option, a, a settling for that guy? Should they not get Will Howard or Cam Ward? Because those those are lofty aspirations. Trying to get in the portal with where Nebraska has been the past couple of years, and then I guess kind of to follow up on that, this the same kind of vein. Is it a win for Nebraska if the guy you're settling for in the transfer portal, and obviously this is with Kyle McCord still being uncommitted, and maybe Nebraska ends up with none of them. But if McCord's the guy you settle for, is that? a win for Nebraska based on where they've been in recent years that the guy you're settling for was an 11-1 quarterback at Ohio State that was a win away or maybe two depending on the Big Ten championship game from the college football playoff? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, just kind of thought about it. It's a, a lot like what Iowa did with um, McNamara coming from Michigan where he was, I mean, he was a Michigan quarterback, starting quarterback there and, and won a lot of games for them but wasn't, had another guy come in that wasn't that, that they liked a little bit better, and so McNamara left, landed at Iowa. Obviously, the injury issues kind of derailed that for them uh, and, and for him. But I think Nebraska is kind of trying to do something similar. If it does end up being McCord, it's a guy that maybe wasn't um, wasn't quite what they were used to at the previous spot, but he's still a good player. And with where we're at right now, we're not necessarily competing for a college playoff spot. We're competing to get back to winning, getting back to a bowl game, getting back to improving the program, moving it forward. And if they believe McCord is a guy that in a different setting uh, can be that guy, and for him coming out of that Ohio State spot where it's like, all right, um, that, that didn't go quite the way that I thought it would, but I got a chance to come in here at Nebraska and be a guy like McNamara was for Iowa in terms of just talking about being the leader and having a chance to improve a situation where defense is really good. You just need a guy that can make things click on offense. Um, so I, I think, I mean, considering what we just saw with their last quarterback experiment, uh, I, I think a guy like McCord would certainly be a win. Jacob Padilla is with us on Hill Varsity Radio. Do you think if Nebraska were able to land Kyle McCord that they would bring in Levitt as well? to be that developmental backup piece. Obviously, you'd probably lose Chubba Purdy in that whole scenario. But what are the odds of that, in your opinion? Yeah, that I have no idea. Just kind of about, like, 
the dynamics there of bringing multiple quarterbacks. And obviously we saw under the previous staff, Nebraska did that with Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy. And so a lot of that kind of falls on a guy like Levin and what he's looking for. Um, I think Purdy was fine with coming into this situation, being a second quarterback. He was still young. You knew that Thompson was an upperclassman, wasn't going to be here long, um, and was willing to come into this environment and work to establish uh, his spot in the program. I mean, if if that's something that Levitt is interested in and Nebraska feels like, hey, we can develop him and he can turn into something down the road, th- then sure, because, again, we literally just saw it in the same program under a different staff. But I, I have no idea about Levitt and kind of what – what he's looking for in, in uh, this situation. Jacob, last thought here on the quarterbacks before we talk some volleyball and some basketball. By the time that we chat next week, will one of Will Howard, Cam Ward, or Kyle McCord be committed to Nebraska? <sighs> uh, a week? Prop, uh, at some point, these Donmas have to start falling, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I think at, at least one of them will probably be committed in, in the next week here. Um, I don't know that one of them will be committed to Nebraska, but as long as we can start those dominoes to fall and start moving towards whoever that guy is going to be, uh, I think it, it, it'll be a good thing. Jacob, a, a thought on Nebraska-Arkansas. Let's talk volleyball. Yeah, um, should, should be a great match. Uh, arkansas um, five set thriller with Kentucky. Uh, the thing went went back and forth throughout. After Kentucky won both the matches during the regular season, um, Jillian Gillens had uh, an awesome season. Was ridiculous in, in that Kentucky match. Twenty kills on almost four hundred hitting, twelve digs. Um, it it'll be fun too. Um, Kylie Weeks is on that Arkansas team. Elkhorn South graduate, so another Nebraskan uh, is coming here and playing at. PBA, so or at uh, Devaney rather, um, where she helped uh, Elkhorn South win a state title, I believe. Um, so, a few storylines there. It'll definitely be the, the best team that Nebraska has played. It's going to be a much uh, a, a big step up in competition, uh, rather um, than what we saw for Georgia Tech. Who part of that was Nebraska, but part of that was they just did not play very well. Um, but Nebraska also elevated their play as well. So, um, I mean. You got nothing but ones, twos, and threes left in the tournament. Every match should be great moving forward, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Is Arkansas a better matchup for Nebraska than Kentucky? What's your take on on those two teams? It was a thriller, as you said, five sets. It really could have been either. Is Arkansas the better matchup? Well, I mean, uh, Nebraska already faced Kentucky mm-hmm. once this season, so you kind of had the uh, – and we know how that went. Nebraska obviously took care of business in that one. So on the one hand, you could say – Oh yeah, Kentucky. Uh, Nebraska's already seen them, uh, but Kentucky got a lot better after that previous match, and they beat Arkansas twice. Um, so I, honestly, I don't know that there's uh, really that much of a difference in terms of matchups. Um, like like they always say, it's going to come down to Nebraska playing Nebraska volleyball, and uh, if they're operating at a really high level, then uh, they should uh, win this and uh, move on to uh, the down to Tampa. Jacob, about a minute here. Your takeaways from the disaster in Minneapolis Wednesday night, and what does Nebraska need to do for, going forward to try and get a win on Sunday? Funny how you call it the disaster in Minneapolis, and that could refer to multiple events over the past couple of years in Nebraska. Yeah, which one? History. <laughs> we'll go with the most recent one. <laughs> what, what happened? I, uh, I looked at halftime, and they were up like 14. 
Don't yeah, do they this. were. Don't do this. <laughs> they were. We know, Jake. What happened? <laughs> I say I only watched like the first five minutes of that game. I thought, okay, I looked at halftime, the score. Good they, for you. They, things out. <laughs> they did not figure things out. Uh, they've got a, I mean, defensively, offensively, they've got issues on both sides, but I think it starts with that defense. They gave up 50 plus in two halves, back to back games. So uh, even when they were winning, Horberg is saying, uh, not thrilled with where we're at defensively at this point. We got to start cleaning some things up. I just put together a film uh, film thread on Twitter of Baylor Shireman and a bunch of his threes against Nebraska. They've got to be better in attention to detail and mm-hmm. communication, and they've got to be sharper in what they're trying to do. Just um, the cha- the chaotic style is not working right now. So start there, and then offense you can figure it out. As, uh, hopefully, you get back to that defensive identity. Well, Jacob Padilla, find him on Twitter at Jacob Padilla underscore all your Husker volleyball needs, all your Husker uh, hoops and Creighton hoops, and yes, high school sports. Jacob, are you going anywhere tonight real quick? West Side and Gretna. Should be a fun oh, one. Oh, nice. That'll yeah, rock. Yeah. Uh, Coach Fika and Gretna, everybody in the basketball com- uh, world is thinking of you and um, mm-hmm. uh, just – um, support support Gretna. They, they've got a uh, fundraiser coming up for him and his family. So, Thank you, Jacob, for, for that message, buddy. Take care. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Quick shout-out to a couple of Huskers that earned freshman All-American honors. Prince Will Yellen, second-team freshman All-American by The Athletic. Cam Lanhart, honorable mention freshman All-American by the College Football Network. Both those guys, big-time performers as young pups for Nebraska. And uh, the sky's the limit for them uh, with this uh, Mr. White defense. And, uh, yeah, science. Uh, I knew it was coming. I was going to say it. (laughs) I know. Good recognition. Good recognition for both those guys uh, for Nebraska. Nebraska has uh, a lot of upside and youth performing on the defensive side of the football. Offensively, you saw some good things from young wideouts. And uh, that is part of this bigger conversation when we're locked in, fellas, on the portal. And as the portal turns, part three – Day three uh, with Nebraska football. And Cam Ward, the uh, temperature is rising for Kyle McCord when it comes to crystal balls by some of the national analysts. And uh, right now, Kyle McCord is possibly in the crosshairs for Nebraska. But you still really like Will Howard. You still really like Cam Ward. Can you get your top choices? And you have three good options to add to that quarterback room, Elijah. You want to jump in on a comment Anthony yeah. uh, it, is it, calling you out on. And I appreciate the, the thought, Anthony. He's got a fair point here. He says, what the hell is Elijah talking about settling for McCord in response to my, my question to Jacob? He says, hell yes, take McCord. My point is not that Nebraska feels that Kyle McCord is not a good quarterback. I feel Kyle McCord is a good quarterback. Yes. I just I just don't believe whenever you look at the fact that USC and Lincoln Riley with his history with quarterbacks, I mean Oregon, all these schools are in on Will Howard. I don't think everybody is wrong on Will Howard. I don't find, think I'm a quarterback guru by any means, but what I've seen from Will Howard has impressed me. 
If Lincoln Riley sees stuff from Will Howard and that's impressive to him, I think that's saying something. No, he's a good quarterback. Cam Ward's the same way with his uh, NFL future pedigree most likely, his success at Washington State. He's forecasted to be one of the earlier quarterbacks off the board in next season's NFL draft, assuming he comes back for another season. I don't think the NFL scouts are wrong in what they see in Cam Well, Ohio State wants him. Exactly. Exactly. And what does Ryan Day know about quarterbacks? A hell of a lot because he's developed. He knows how to put you in the first round. He knows how to put you in the first round. And if he's sitting back and saying, you know what? Kyle McCord wasn't good enough for this season. I like this Cam Ward kid out of Washington State. I think that says something about Kyle McCord. So I'm not saying that Kyle McCord is not a good quarterback. I think he's a major upgrade on everyone Nebraska would have in their room. But I'm saying it's a sign of progress that Nebraska has gotten their foot in the door with quarterbacks such as Will Howard, a guy that USC wants, such as Cam Ward, a guy that Ohio State wants. It means something that Nebraska has their foot in the door there. And I think that with all that in mind, McCord is your third choice among those three. So if you end up with Kyle McCord, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I am just saying you are settling when compared to Will Howard and Cam Ward if those are the guys you're going after. So I can understand how me saying settling for McCord is... Uh, a bad take, you know what? I'll accept it. I've had plenty of bad takes in my time here on Hale Varsity Radio. <laughs> I'll own them. But I think my point still stands in that if Nebraska ends up with their third choice and their third choice is a guy with the pedigree such as Kyle McCord who went 11-1, and was close to a college football playoff this season, put up really gaudy numbers. It's an Ohio State offense, I know, but great numbers. I think it's a win that if that's your third choice and he ends up at Nebraska, that's, that's just an ultimate win. Yeah, I think settling is the wrong word, honestly, to use it. I mean... Think about it. You you put Kyle McCord on this team this past season. They probably win eight nine games, right? I think that's a pretty fair number to put on that. I don't think settling is the right word to talk about Kyle McCord. Yes, are Cam Ward and Will Howard potentially more appealing options for you? Sure. Cam Ward has been electrifying. He's a really athletic quarterback. He can get outside the pocket. He can be mobile. He can throw the ball really well. Will Howard has shown that he can throw the ball really really well at Kansas State. Kyle McCord can throw the ball well. He won 11 games in the Big Ten last year at Ohio State. I get it, it's Ohio State, but still, you won 11 games in the conference that you currently play in. That's got to carry at least some sort of weight with you, right? So I don't think the word settling is correct. Maybe he's not your first option, but you're still more than happy to have him. I mean, and that goes back to to Anthony's comment. I mean, why wouldn't you want him, right? He knows how, he's, he knows how to win. And that's what you've been struggling to do for the past seven years. Does now. he you know how to, to – I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second just oh, for the sake yeah. of conversation. Does he know how to win with Nebraska's talent? I think – Does he, he know he how to win, win more with Nebraska's talent than Nebraska's talent been, than winning with Nebraska's talent? And I agree with you. I agree with you. But it is an apples and oranges conversation. Yes. Or it's an apples and pineapple conversation yes. when we get into Ohio State's offense and what Nebraska has. I'm confident the offense will be better, but they need a better trigger man. They I need mean, a they need an improved Chaba if that's the guy. But if you can get a guy like McCord, that's fantastic. Now the the caveat is this, fellas. You're gonna need your your, your eye back run game and your offensive line to be able to run the football when they want to and run the football when they have to because you're not going to be able to sprinkle in this mobile quarterback unless we do what Anonymous is suggesting, and that is get the old double H 
ready to rock and roll for some uh, from some for some Tebow cat. love, some wildcat red zone oh, fun, where you put in the old bulldozer. Well, so I just I think I think there's enough talent here to win and and be in an upper ep- echelon spot of the Big Ten next year, paired with Nebraska's defense. But that's that's a big ask. And to the settle conversation to bring it full circle, Nebraska settled a year ago. Yes. On Sims. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. And again, this is kind of a a rebuttal to the rebuttal. You won five games averaging 18 points a game. I mean, think about that. That's a team that maybe wins three when you score 18 points a game. You don't need how great your defense was. Yeah, it it talks about how good your defense (laughs) was, but at the same time, you gave yourself, like, obviously, again, the defense gave yourself a chance. So even if you get, like, a little bit of an upgrade, I feel like, on offense, you're over that six-win threshold that you've been longing for for so long, and then you bring in a guy like McCord, potentially, that could be massive. So that's why I think the word settle is not the right word to describe this situation. My analogy for the situation is what Nebraska has in their quarterback room currently is some Jack and Cokes, you know? (laughs) But what you got in the transfer portal is a whole bunch of old fashions. You're trying to go find the best old fashioned, but at the end of the day, even an average old fashioned <laughs> is an upgrade on a Jack and Coke. Well, the Fair. good news and, is, and is there's whiskey. Old, there's whiskey. Pair an average old fashioned <laughs> with a nice steak, some potatoes, some nice accompaniments with that. Mm. You got yourself a pretty mm. damn good meal. You got no, yourself and, more than 20 a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's right. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the, uh, the. Here's the thing: Nebraska needs to make a jump in the relevancy department. You do that by finishing in the top half of a new, just straight up gory Big Ten, with the number of playoff candidates you have assumed going in, and you need a way to make your rep better on offense. You get a good quarterback to do that. We'll wind down hour one. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Not 15 minutes away. We'll spend time with Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. More on Nebraska and their pursuit or selection. However you want to view it. Kyle McCord, come on down. What's... His future look like? Is it in Lincoln? Is Cam Ward still in play? What about Will Howard? How about the visit list next week for those in the portal? 489-1240-800-825-5865. Jack Ebling, Michigan State insider. We'll talk a little hoops with us, but we'll get his take also on Sam Levitt. Sam Levitt's a big picture, more so long-term option that Nebraska visited. What's the word on Levitt? And uh, how quickly can Chubba heal after that sports hernia hernia surgery? Uh, Him and Gifford are two names to look at moving forward. Reminder about buckling up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries. Only if properly worn, make it click. This message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. We kind of get Billy D's rating right now. Fellas, if you had to rank them right now, where do you go? Who's your one, two, three? What does the Elijah Herbal, what's the Connor Clark board look like? Howard's one for me. Uh, Ward is two for me. 
and then I'm going McCord three. That's not a knock. That's just how if I'm uh, writing checks and inviting folks to Lincoln next week and it's NIL, it's all right, dude, get us to uh, a 8, 9, 10, 11 win team with this defense. Uh, th- that's my order. Does do either of your orders vary from what I said? And it's okay if it does. It's just slightly. I have Ward over Howard, personally. The one thing with Ward that concerns me is the fumbling numbers behind Nebraska's like offensive line. Uh, yeah. 14 last season. I believe it's 44 in his college career, mm. which is a lot. But he has started for four seasons. You expect you guys going to get a little bit better with that. But the concern is then with Nebraska's offensive line, how much are you going to hit in the pocket? But the numbers speak for themselves. 25 games across two seasons for Washington State. 6,400 yards through the air, 43 touchdowns through the air, 11 touchdowns on the ground. Let's not act like Washington State had the best supporting cast either. It's good, probably a step ahead of where Nebraska's been in in recent years, but still not the top of college football by any means. Those are some impressive numbers. I have him at the top, followed by Will Howard. Right behind Will Howard is uh, McCord, personally, in my opinion. And below Mm -hmm. that, I probably go with... uh, Guy from Baylor, I forget his name. I apologize. Shapen. Thank you. Shapen's mm-hmm. all right. I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say between Shapen and Levitt. I, I, I'd probably go Levitt just above Shapen. Shapen's got the experience. I like Levitt a lot. Well, I think Levitt, Levitt's got the the higher ceiling in the long run. I agree you, with you, Cam Ward at one. I'll probably. This is kind I of. Go, a I go Howard Ward. I, this is going to be kind of a cop out. I'm going to go Howard and McCord are kind of like two A two B. So there, and then well, I think it's Im- <laughs> I think it's important that that you God get 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 a way to keep Chubby here. Bring bring one of the ones you like in here to find a way to keep Chubba in that quarterback room. That's that's huge. And see what type of development he can have. Can I say last thought before we get out of here? If Cam mm-hmm. Ward's at Nebraska, that is the type of get that I think puts you into national top 25 relevancy. Just sure it does. That, I'm that's, not sure that's Russell, does that, that's Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I think you're right. Uh, we'll get to Bill Dolman's thoughts. Hour two, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a 6 ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Good to have you back. Hour two, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. The professor is Bill Dolman. Billy D, how we doing? Uh, how's your dead week been? And has there been uh, money exchanged? Uh, Christmas gift exchange. Like, uh, I'm not saying portal amounts, but have your students uh, well left more than apples on your desk? Uh, are, are you asking about one particular student and representing perhaps a uh, parent in a parent-teacher conference at the end of dead week? Connor left a know? handgun on Bill's desk. <laughs> <laughs> and a bottle of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. Connor said, "Use Connor said, use both." Uh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think Connor's got a chance to just 
squeak by and maintain eligibility. Most a lot of people around here are really anxious for Connor to uh, graduate <laughs> because yeah. he's talented. And we're They've been anxious. Looking since... forward to what he does in the future. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've been ready since August of 2020. Don't worry, Bill. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Bill, it's been uh, a portal Friday, and uh, the talk is Kyle McCord. What's your order right now? What What is the Bill Dolman preference? And I do got to give Kent a shout-out via email, chris at hailvarsity.com. And, okay, you can have your wish list, uh, what's, what's gettable versus what you want. And, you know, Nebraska can at least get visits or – hellos but do you close is is the question time will tell with all of that and ken emailed in how about this kj jefferson Ooh. a name to think about and i'm like well okay is he turnover prone what's the story he's your dual threat but is that the guy that went to ridgemont high no that jefferson, that's that well it was just games? it was just jefferson they flew him in for the big games right <laughs> fast times at ridgemont high reference you two young pups right but six, 67 touchdowns 18 interceptions four yards of carry 21 touchdowns i i you know i i think with whoever you get wherever you get them from it it depends on whatever what system and i think maybe in the early days of the the transfer portal I think people were going kind of where they wanted to go and maybe not where the best fit was for them. And this is the whole Satterfield is flying all over the country and trying to convince them that this is the best fit. So I think we're still in in that jury's out um, as to just how, who you're going to get and how they fit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The the McCord thing is, I think people are excited because he's an Ohio state guy. But is that really going to be the best fit for Nebraska? Um, is Will Howard because he plays in the same area as Cam Ward, KJ Jefferson, Moore, uh, Ungalele? I mean, until they get here, you just don't know. And people are really enamored <laughs> with what they think that they might get, as opposed to what actually arrives on campus. I, I at this point, I don't know. Well, everybody was excited a year ago about Jeff Sims, right? Yes, that is true. And and but- so. You just don't know, but it's it's a grass is greener th- type thing, and and maybe the best quarterback for Nebraska is already here. Well, James is nails right here in the comments, and can watch the show as always. Hail Varsity YouTube channel or the Hail Varsity Radio Twitter handle at H Varsity Radio. James says this. It's funny because it feels like Nebraska is a four asking a ten to prom. I'd be with. Uh, happy with whoever, but with uh, uh, with Matt Rule saying the one point five to two million number, that's large in the transfer portal. That'd be like a four pulling up in his dad's Porsche with the nicest flowers, wearing a Rolex and the nice couple hundred dollar snakeskin shoes, and asking mm-hmm. the ten to prom. There is some added benefits than just being that's a four. Sure, you can well, you can yeah, buy your that- way into yeses. He drives up like that, wearing that. There's pretty good chance the ten's getting in the car, right? Yes. Uh, you know, or you're getting busted for solicitation. Right. Yeah. Right. Or that. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, All I, possibilities. It's funny if 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 you were to watch a lot of videos that are out there uh, of of Ohio State keyboard scouting experts, 
And uh-huh. some Michigan people, I mean, they've got film broken down on Kyle McCord that it's it's like, I mean, how is that guy, you know, even playing college football? You know, it's very selective in the editing, and that gives more keyboard warriors more ammunition to say, you know, that he's he's going to be a bust. You know, if he gets in the right system where he's more comfortable, maybe he will flourish. The same thing with all of them. Uh, they might get they might get the right place for him. They might go to the wrong place. Jeff Sims went to the wrong place. It did not work out. It's interesting because Matt Rule said a couple weeks ago uh, in his in his finale, I, I thought Nebraska was not going to go heavy uh, with the money, and they were going to look for somebody who was going to be around for the long term. So that would point to Levitt, right? But the talk over the last few days is 1 to 1.5, and it's all in on McCord, who's a one-year guy. Uh, So what's changed? Or did we not read that right when he said it? You know, as I brilliantly said earlier on uh, the Average Joe Sports Show podcast, um, if Kyle McCord completes the pass and leads Michigan, leads Ohio State to a win over Michigan, is this an, even a conversation? No, because he's your starter the next year for him. Right. Ryan, Ryan Day has lost to them three, lost to Michigan three times. McCord gets him in position at the end of the game, but he throws the interception. But if, if, if they end up winning that game, does Ryan Day come out and say, well, I'm not – sure who's going to be our starting quarterback for the playoff, even though they would have been in the playoff had they beaten Michigan. But he throws the interception, they lose, we're not committing. On the other hand, if uh, Chubba Purdy leads Nebraska down the field 87 yards for the go-ahead touchdown against Maryland and doesn't throw an interception, is Nebraska talking about portal shopping the way it is? I mean, it, it, it's, yes. it's, it's it's a butterfly. It's, it's a butterfly effect. You're probably bring, bring it in some quarterbacks, guys. But the the bottom line here is is what's what? How real is the competition this spring going to be? Whoever's quarterback versus Chuba and and Kalen moving forward, or or even Ohio State. How how real is the competition? The the conversation with McCord was probably like, dude, uh, you got Keenholtz. Uh, we could go get a Cam Ward because we're Ohio State. Um, you can stay if you want. I know you won 11 games. Good job, son. Uh, but but your job is not safe. So there's a lot of ifs. Well, nobody's in this. job should be nobody's job should be safe. But you would think that maybe with 11 wins, it might have been not there should so be some public. appreciation. It might not have been so public, <laughs> right? Hmm. That may, okay, you you just lost to to Michigan. It's your third straight loss, but do you really need to be public and hanging the quarterback out to dry? Essentially putting him in front of the bus saying, well, I'm not sure he's our starter going forward. You know, do you say that? I, I don't I don't know. It's the same um, guy who did so He might be motivated to get out of there and go to a place where he'll be much more welcome. That would certainly be Lincoln, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. But also what what who's gonna be available after after the playoff and the portal opens spring. in the spring? You know, does Nebraska get into a bidding war with, you know, for somebody right now with Cam Ward or Howard or McCord or somebody else? Levitt. And then after spring, or then they don't get they don't win right now. And and who who's available isn't the best fit. And then maybe somebody comes available after spring. I I I don't know. Guys, up to date, Elijah Herbal on it here. 
a Silverhawk Aviation twin jet Cessna took off from Lincoln about 3 o'clock, <laughs> landed in Manhattan, Kansas about an hour and a half ago. It has just taken off and is en route to Waco, Texas, where it will land and spend about four hours before coming back to Manhattan for a quick pit stop and then finishing its flight back to Lincoln at about 12 a.m. tonight. Mm. So you can read in between the lines there, a Friday afternoon flight to Manhattan and then to Waco and then all the way back to Lincoln. Something tells me there's some Husker coaches on that flight. Flight tracker season. <laughs> I, I also heard that there might be uh, they you know, the, the, the main target might be here on Monday. So uh, there you go. That's what we all we all hear kind of, all kinds of stuff. So, Bill, I, I want to go back to something that you said about okay, you get into a bidding war now, or do you see who's available in the spring? I personally don't think waiting for the spring is an option, and it also well, goes it, it goes into the conversation of okay, what happened to we want to develop a guy, but all of a sudden they're worth one and a half two million dollars. I think there's like some sort of line of realization of like, okay, you want to have that ability and that option to develop, say, a Levitt for hypothetical scenario, but you also want to improve next year, like right away. So I right. think they're trying mm-hmm. to find that balance right now. And obviously it's difficult to do with just one person. So I think you, you have to kind of go after that guy that can make you win more games right away and have somebody behind him for that future role. I would I would agree with that that you you need to be a player now, but what if what if one of these these targets says you know it's not one point five it's two point five or it's three, is Nebraska that in with McCord, Howard, I mean or uh, maybe Ward? I mean, are you willing to pay? I'm I'm just saying with the way the portal is and. With 1.5 to 2 million, as Ryan Day said a couple of years ago, does, is Nebraska just going to say, "Look, we are not in at 1.5. We're not in." What's What's the difference between a half million and 1.5? Is it other other players? Thir- is, it maybe, 30, is, is it 30 fewer turnovers? <laughs> maybe, maybe you know. Maybe you know. Maybe Nebraska's. Uh, maybe Nebraska's in at one one point five on a quarterback and another seven fifty to one on a really good receiver package deal. Ohio State that people keep talking about. As of, so, maybe they're willing to go three on two, as opposed to one quarterback who's out there, you know, doing the doing the Nebraska like uh, the dude did to Jerry Maguire, and the price just went up, and you sign with Bob Sugar. Mm. Um, That's I, a tough I, moment. I, I think if I think if Nebraska is going to spend that kind of money, it's probably going to be on a couple of players who can help them out, and not just on one guy who's holding him hostage. I think it's fair. And I think they need to do it now. And if they don't do it now, I, I don't think you're spending three million dollars uh, because you're you in a panic move in the spring. If there's somebody available in the spring that you can bring in that might help your team and have be be competitive, so be it. We lost you for a second, but we got you now. All right, Bill, I got to ask you before we get you out uh, the magnitude of Sunday for Fred, for Nebraska, and uh, Sparty coming to town. Both teams are are trying to uh, shake off major, major issues their last couple ball games. I'd rather not talk about it. 
<laughs> Thanks. I mean, I mean, after look, the the hopes were pretty high on on Sunday, right? Uh, yeah, last Sunday with the Creighton game. I'm talking Wednesday's. Wednesday's a bigger issue to me than than Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Sunday was Sunday was bad, right? And and God threw snowballs on everybody after the game. So, um, but to come out on Wednesday and play so well in the first half, I mean, that was like, oh my gosh, this team really did learn its lesson, and they are taking it out on a vulnerable. A uh, bunch of gophers, right? They kicked the gophers after they'd been run over, and and then they play so bad in the second half. It was like it, it it was like you know forty years of basketball frustrations all wrapped up into twenty minutes of really bad basketball. Mm-hmm. And I, I I was it. I mean, I think everybody was heartened by what they saw in the first half. Like, oh my god, these guys can really play. This, this is a, a really good basketball team. But they did learn the lessons from Creighton. But then it just seemed like um, – like I've seen this Moiba-produced movie, this Barry Collier-coached-movie-produced movie, this, you know, unfortunately some of the bad Tim Miles teams and Docs, and you're like, make it stop. You know, please make the second half stop. And that that game was really – that second half was really bad. So they've got to bounce back. They've got to give that kind of defensive effort that they had at the end of last year. Tomanaga – has got to quit looking his, for calls. He's got to elevate his game. I mean, it's like teams have kind of figured him out, and it's tougher for him to get shots. And they know he's going to try to get shots, but he he needs to be now a step ahead, and he's not. And that's that's frustrating. Bill, uh, last I hear about thirty seconds. Connor dubbed that game the disaster in Minneapolis. I think there's a couple different disasters in Minneapolis that could get that title. Where does this disaster in Minneapolis rank for you among the disasters we've seen in Minneapolis in recent years among football and basketball and really about any sport? That just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Um, Call it a monstrosity, too. Oh, monstrosity in Minneapolis? That's probably better. better. Yeah. Uh, The, the, uh, you you know, the the two years ago or three years ago, the football game there when Jacques Yant can't get in from the five and Nebraska's (laughs) got a first and goal from the five, that was bad, and then was that Sleevegate? Which one was Sleevegate? No, that was that Rutgers. was nineteen. Okay, or never mind. Okay. Never mind. So not being able to get in from the five on first and goal was was awful, but yeah, this past one was was bad. But I, I, the, the the first the opener football game this year was bad because you know Gabe Irvin scored. Mm. He scored the. I mean, so that was even worse. We had a touchdown that we didn't get. We as in the Huskers, sorry. Didn't mean to go unobjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to lose it in that fashion. That, th- this one was bad. The, 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 that was the, horrible. The and uh, Basketball's just seen it before. Bill, be good. Thanks for the time, brother. All right, boys. Go Big Red. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Tail Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager. Plenty of things to talk about when it comes to Michigan State. We welcome in renowned journalist and radio host Jack Ebling. And follow Jack on Twitter at Drive with Jack. Jack Ebling with us. Jack, you ready for a weekend? You're coming to Lincoln, right? 
Uh, to tell you how this basketball team's all about right now, I'm doing college hockey. And uh, <laughs> Michigan State and Nebraska women's basketball tomorrow. And uh, then I'll be uh, watching the Detroit Lions or the Chicago Bears on Sunday. So uh, Michigan State basketball has to do a little bit more before it gets me to Lincoln. Well, they have a perfect get-right opportunity on Sunday, Jack. I tell you what, based on recent history, I guess it's a good get-right opportunity for both teams. Yeah, uh, Tom Izzo has a lot of respect for Fred Hoiberg, and uh, he kept telling us, you know, watch Nebraska, watch Nebraska. And then some of us watched Nebraska the last two games, and thought that was time in our lives we'd never get back. But we just went through that with the Michigan State-Wisconsin game, and you guys know that Wisconsin is not known for its rebounding might. In fact, a lot of times it doesn't even compete on the offensive glass. Badgers non-bigs had more offensive rebounds than Michigan State's team, and it is hard to be out-rebounded by Wisconsin 36-22. to Jack Ebling's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, all things uh, Michigan State, Nebraska, Michigan State. This weekend, um, uh, women's and men's. Uh, we will get Jack's take on Spartan quarterback, former Spartan quarterback Sam Levitt in a moment. He's been uh, visited by Nebraska this week in East Lansing. So, Jack, what the hell's up with, with Michigan State? You mentioned the, the rebounding disparity. Nebraska's been a bit of a nightmare uh, from, a, from a gut check standpoint. They were just god-awful the second half against Minnesota. No heart. Yeah. And we were talking during the Michigan State-Nebraska football game about, you know, the, the prospects for this Michigan State team. They were they came in, what, fourth in the country preseason? Yeah, and uh, ties the worst first eight game performance by any team in college basketball history. There are only four of them who were ranked top five and started four and four. No one's been worse. So um, Michigan State probably needs to win this game because they've got undefeated Baylor coming up right after that. And uh, Michigan State has this string of 25 straight years of making the tournament. Nobody is obsessed about that right now, but a loss to Nebraska would make some people talk about it. It's Jack Ebling with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking at Nebraska and Michigan State on Sunday. And Tell me, Jack, you kind of laid it out with that Wisconsin game. What exactly do you think has gone wrong for this Sparty squad this year? And do you think there's still time for them to get it right? Because that's the thought around Nebraska. There is still time for Fred Hoiberg to get this right. It's transfers that have come in and gotten together. It's been a couple of disappointing losses, but at the end of the day, it's a team that hasn't been playing together for all that long. And you know what? There's still some time for Fred. Is it, is it the same story? Michigan state, is there still hope that this season can get turned around for Sparty? And there's always time with the Tom Izzo team. We've seen this, in some other years, but this is not a bunch of guys who just showed up on campus. This is a veteran team. Now, they do have a heralded freshman class, which has not exactly lived up to its billing. A couple guys have had flashes, but hasn't really had a major impact. One of them is redshirting, another one barely plays. But uh, I would say the problem is what was supposed to be the best backcourt in the country of Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogard, and Jaden Aikens has been disappointing. And Walker still scores his points, but they lost the opener to a very good James Madison team when Walker left eight points at the free throw line. They lost that game in overtime. And uh, A.J. Hogard has periods where he's the best player in the court, 
and then he has uh, 10, 15 minutes where you don't see him or hear his name. And Jaden Akins, who was probably their second-best shooter a year ago, at least their third-best, and this was a team that was among the best in the nation in field goal shooting and three-point shooting, uh, has been abysmal. Uh, this team started the year two for 31 from three. So uh, everyone is wondering what happened. And you watch them in practice, and they make them all. Uh, they shoot free throws the night before every game, and they're always over 90% as a team. And the game starts, and I don't know, they put blindfolds on or something. But it, this has been a major problem, and you think they're good shooters. They've been good shooters their whole career, but they are in a team funk right now. Jack Ebeling with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Jack, of course, uh, covers Michigan State and uh, statewide radio with the drive with Jack, his show, and also does uh, press pass on Fox 47 Sundays. So Jack's everywhere between the uh, Lions and Spartans, and um, she's got to take on Michigan uh, this year with their yeah. entrance into the college football playoff. Uh, they got in yeah. as a top seed. Jack, before we get your playoff take, I want you to take on Sam Levitt. He's what a five quarterbacks Nebraska's visited. Yeah. Plenty of upside, four years to play. Uh, not recruited right. by his home state of Oregon, Oregon State or Oregon. His new coach, yeah. or would have been his new coach, Jonathan Smith, didn't recruit him, and he didn't stick around to, to try and win a job right. at Sparty. So give right. us a lowdown on the ups and downs and lefts and rights of one Sam Levitt. Yeah, and I don't think Jonathan Smith said Sam Levitt can't play. It's just that they had D.J. Uyunglele coming in from Clemson, and mm-hmm. – they had uh, their dream quarterback, a guy who's back in the portal and maybe following Smith to Michigan State, a guy named Aiden Childs. And if you've seen him play, uh, he's Justin Fields 2.0. So uh, I would say, you know, it wasn't anything against Levitt. When he got here, uh, he did some good things. He's very confident. I'll go a little further than that. He's cocky. He is. He thinks that he is uh, the best player on the field at all times, and maybe that's not a bad thing for a quarterback. Uh, sometimes that can get you into trouble, but uh, he has the ability to extend plays, uh, can throw the ball into tight windows, and uh, he's was a little prone to make mistakes, but they weren't tentative mistakes. They were aggressive mistakes. So maybe you can temper that a little bit. Jack, what's interesting is, is Levitt kind of gets the headlines with the four years of eligibility, but there's two other portal quarterbacks from Michigan State right now. I want to get your thoughts. Levitt seems to be the hot commodity, but who do you think is the most power five ready, the most ready to be a starter? Because it's not a guarantee that Nebraska's necessarily going after Levitt. That's what the reports say, but all we know is for yeah. sure is that they were in East Lansing. Uh, I thought today that uh, Kyle McCord is going to be a Cornhusker. That's not true. Unsure. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing official. I, I know they're they're trying to dance. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the leader in the clubhouse for him. This musical chairs thing. Cam Ward might be at Ohio State. Aiden Giles uh, might be at Michigan State. Probably will be. Um, looks like you've got uh, lots of quarterbacks on the move. You know, you go from Duke to Notre Dame. That's that's almost a sure thing. I think so. 
uh, you know, Nebraska's going to have a, a quarterback. I, I get that. And I think that people like what Matt Rule's doing if they don't already. It, it didn't end well at the end of the year, but uh, I think there's some promising signs. Jack Ebling's with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, the Drive with Jack, his radio show statewide in Michigan. And we're talking uh, Sam Levitt. So with with Levitt, is is he a guy that can connect with teammates or is it just the fact that, that ability will, will win out somewhere? Uh, and we I, don't know. I, I really can't answer that question for you, Chris, because he didn't play enough here for us to know. Mm. Uh, yeah. He had some flashes when he was in, he never really won the job and there was mm. certainly a job to win. Uh, it was Noah Kim's job. And in week two, he was Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. The third play in Week Three, he got absolutely steamrolled on a blindside blitz uh, against Washington, and uh, he was never the same player after that. He hurt worse than we realized, and then finally couldn't play at all. So, had he stayed healthy, the job would have been his, and Levitt would have been uh, an automatic redshirt. And turns out he didn't use his four games anyway. He decided that uh, he, he was going to leave. And so, um, you know, he, he was behind Caden Hauser as well. And I don't want to build up a third-string quarterback and make him sound like, you know, he's the next coming. But uh, I would think he had a lot of potential from what I saw. Mm-hmm. And down the road, he could turn into something, uh, something special. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's athletic talent there. Uh, I really like the way he ran, uh, escaped out of the pocket. So, uh, you know, he could be very good down the road. It's Jack Ebling with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, catching his show The Drive up in Michigan. You catch it in podcast form as well. And, Jack, before we get you out of here, about two minutes left, Jonathan Smith, the hire for uh, Michigan State. And I think there's always going to be doubts about a coach coming from the, the Pac-12, the West Coast, to the Big Ten. How is that transition going to work? What's your take on the, on the system that he's bringing to East Lansing? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be Mike Riley or not. Uh, I think he certainly uh, had a great run, I think you'd have to say, at Oregon State, took over a team that didn't win a conference game, was ranked as the second-worst Power 5 program in the country when he got there. And then, uh, you know, they're consistently in the running. Uh, had a chance to play for a Pac-12 championship uh, a year ago. Uh, didn't happen at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, he's, he's had some big wins, and they've been in the top 20. And that's uncharted territory uh, for Oregon State, where he was a tremendous quarterback, again, a walk-on. Uh, kind of an overachiever, but everyone loves what he's done as a program. He's a Chris Peterson protege and a Dennis Erickson protege. And um, I think he has had, uh, obviously, some encounters with Mike Riley as well, learned some things from him. So he's brought six members of the staff with him, and he's filling that out. Uh, I think that uh, Michigan State's going to have a better football team down the road, going to have a better team next year because it couldn't have a worse one. They were outscored 129-3, to 129-3 by Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Jack, we'll talk soon. Thanks for the time. You got it. All right, take care. 
Good to get caught up with Jack Ebling. Love uh, talking and getting the Levitt thought from him. Uh, and uh, where Nebraska's at, we'll uh, jump in and uh, do the forecast. It's on the way. It's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Great to have you in. Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. And uh, crew asks an important question to Elijah and to the rest of the stream listeners. Uh, are we feeling Lancasters or Grata? Or what are we thinking? A lot of good options here in the capital. The, I, I, think we get, I think we go the bar, the bar. And uh, if you are out the there, bar, if you're the a bar. bar owner and you'd like us to say you're a bar, just shoot me a text with a $50 well, just Venmo. advertise. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we can yeah, do don't that. do anything so to get certain, fired. There's a certain place in the Haymarket that we could totally get on here that I can't name right now. But. Plenty of places well, downtown. Get on it. Get, get the, the old Connor Clark, Elijah Herbal, NIL love going. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to work my magic <laughs> next time I'm there at that certain place that I was there last Friday. The, the, there's a picture of you on the wall. Do not serve this gentleman. Yes. or uh, either customer of the year or week. But do we have Claus? We sure do. Wow. We have Claus with us. And Claus has been passing the offering plate for NIL dollars for quarterback play and beyond. Claus, how are we doing? Well, I'm doing okay. I do want to explain my absence from the program last week. Now, I understand that you guys have a very good program. And you usually win your time slot, and that's great. In fact, you never lose your time slot, and that's wonderful. But you're without the big star of the show, Bill Dolman. And so ESPN felt I could make more money by going on with Chucko and Gus Gus in the morning zoo down in Tuscaloosa. And I've only got one radio spot in me a week, so that's what I did. You hit the portal. It's what you Claus. You went and took the big money NIL offer, huh? I don't believe well, that. I'm, try- I'm trying to get money. If it's going to cost us one to two million dollars for someone like Will Howard or Honda Accord or whatever his name is, <laughs> now he's definitely not done. coming here. <laughs> I call him Honda Accord. <laughs> That's oh, so good. <laughs> wow. Let's get into the There's forecast. your NIL right there. Honda, get Kyle McCord on the line. <laughs> Do I have advertising for you? Oh, what if we're trying to get a Honda? <laughs> That's oh. so good. Oh, Claus, God love you. Uh, let's head to the Army-Navy game. Uh, Walter says Claus has been hitting the gummies a little early and often. Oh, Schmitty, we lost you again. Anyway. I believe I can read lips, and I believe Schmitty said son of a dot, 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 whenever he dropped off. Son of a Kyle Accord. Well, now we're really down our quarterback, so now we know how Florida State feels. (laughs) Yeah, right? Let's get into the forecast while we await Chris Schmidt, and it's uh, America's game of the week. No, it's not the NFL. It is Army and Navy. And a real American patriot, as we mentioned with Danny yesterday, is definitely laying some action on this game. Army, a three-point favorite against Navy. I will say the surefire bet is taking the under. I will take Army in this game. Give me the uh, the Knights 
17 and Navy 10. So a win and cover for Army over Navy this year. Connor. I'm strictly picking this game off of who has the cooler uniform this weekend. And I took a good look at both of them. I think both of them look phenomenal. It's a great year for both of these both of these teams going the Army Navy uniform. I'm gonna go with Navy and I'm gonna go let's go 21-17 Navy. I really like their look this year. No offense to Army's uniform. It looks great too. But I'm gonna go with the Navy. Schmitty back to you. Uh, thank you. Uh, Grandpa Schmidt served in the Army, served in World War II. We're going to go Army. And uh, we're going to say Army 20-14. Uh, to 14, Nice score. The man. win and the cover for, for Army. Claus, what do you have? Well, I've, I've watched a fair amount of the service academies this year. Navy really hasn't been anything too impressive. I'm Really still kind of surprised that they parted ways with their former coach, Ken uh, Neely Oakdale. Not, not going to be coaching Navy tomorrow anyway. I think Arby's going to take this game. It's going to be a close one, but I agree with Elijah, 17 and Navy 10. That's a dangerous idea agreeing with me. Yeah, let's go to basketball. The Fred versus Izzo. Tip off at five at PBA. I'm going to say it's a pick 'em because both teams right now are are playing bad basketball. Give me Michigan State and give me Michigan State by twelve. Wow. Uh, Seventy-four to sixty-two. The misery continues for Nebraska basketball. Elijah. Oh, I don't know what to pick in this game. I really don't. Uh, give me Nebraska. 69, Michigan State 67, a uh, a close game at Pinnacle Bank Arena. I don't know why I'm picking Nebraska, but I am. There's there's no (laughs) rhyme or reason behind it. I I think uh, both teams deserve to lose this game based on recent performance, but I'll take Nebraska. Connor? Yeah, I'm going to go with Sparty. I think they're going to be playing a little bit more desperate than Nebraska, and I just think that they have a little bit more of a talent edge. They need to find somebody offensively outside of Tyson Walker. I think they do that a little bit on Sunday. I'll go Sparty 67 and Nebraska 58. Claus, what happens here, Nebraska or Michigan State? Well, initially I thought Nebraska would probably run away with it, considering Izzo uh, would be distracted by the allegations of how he treated his backup dancers when they were on tour in Austria. And then my grandkids informed me that was, in fact, Lizzo. So I had to rethink it. But I still think uh, Coach Hoiberg will do his hair toss, check his nails, and be feeling good as hell by the end of the game. Nebraska 69 and Michigan 65. That was brutal. Nicely done. NFL, Kansas City will not have Pacheco. The Chiefs are, when I texted this to y'all, favored one and a half over Buffalo. I think Kansas City snaps out of it. Buffalo... These games are always awesome, and I think there's going to be a few more points. Give me Kansas City 28-24 as they get back and cover against the Bills. The Broncos. Objects in the rearview mirror are closer than they appear, and they're closer to the Chiefs than anyone would think. The Broncos have a great opportunity this weekend against the Chargers. I'm going to take the Bills outright. The Broncos get another game back on. The Chiefs in the AFC West race is on. Bills 35, Chiefs 31. Connor? Yeah, no. Kansas City wins this game, I think. Um, 
I'm going to go Kansas City. They bounce back from a loss at Green Bay in a game that, well, you can make the argument that they should have won, but Jordan Love played well, which hurts me. Um, I'll go Kansas City 27, Buffalo 24. Claus, what happens here, Kansas City, or are you going Buffalo? Well, this is a game where one of the head coaches actually is facing some distractions in Buffalo, Sean McDermott. Of course, the issue with Vaughn Miller and then Sean McDermott goes out a few years ago and makes a speech praising the 9-11 terrorist attackers for their teamwork. Now imagine being able to make a speech about the 9-11 terrorists being good at teamwork and still not being the worst person associated with the Buffalo Bills. I thought, if, I thought if you brought some success to Buffalo football, you could get away with murder. Now, Jeez. I think Kansas City is the better team. I think they've been playing pretty poorly lately. But I think they're one of those teams that will turn it around when the time gets right. And the time is right now. Kansas City 20 and Buffalo 13. Claus, you be good. Thanks so much. Okay. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. We'll wind down a Friday. It's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. And uh, be sure to check out the YouTube stream every day with Hale Varsity Radio. Hale Varsity YouTube, subscribe to that. Follow on Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Can watch the show. That way, give Elijah a follow at Herbal Essence. Give Connor Clark a follow on Twitter at C underscore Clark underscore 27 at Schmidt underscore radio for me. Good stuff from Klaus Burn, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, where you can go for the podcast and the weekend edition tomorrow morning. Mark Cranek, myself, Elijah, uh, will be getting going right around 745 tomorrow morning. So... Guys, do you feel uh, like a little bonus betting, staking a beer bet to, to get in? I know Clausburn was off to go wash his Honda Accord. <laughs> he might have a, a brand new one coming to town here this week. He, he, he might. He, he got, Clausburn got um, Kyle McCord and Honda Accord. <laughs> That was, that, was way, that was way funnier than it needed to be, but it was great. I know that he, he slipped it in well. Elijah, you feel good about your dog? Should you go to the sports book tomorrow? Uh, I am not going to the sports book tomorrow. I do have a quick note here. This is from uh, Pete, Pete Thamel. Baylor transfer quarterback Blake Shapin has committed to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So Blake Shapin uh, off the, the board. Ball. Nebraska, that plane still scheduled to go to Waco tonight. What does that mean? Who knows? We'll talk about it tomorrow morning, maybe. Uh, how do I feel about my Broncos against the Chargers? Well, I feel good considering Brandon Staley is still the head coach of the Chargers, meaning <laughs> he will find a way to screw it up in the fourth quarter. Two and a half point is the line for the Chargers. I know they're at home. They don't have much of a home field advantage. The Broncos have had a lot of good success with walk-off field goals in L.A. against the Chargers in recent years. I got to take the Broncos outright in this one. So if anyone wants to take the Chargers, be my guest. But if you trust Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley, that is your problem. I'll take the Broncos winning this football game probably 24-21. I'll, I'll give you a vote of confidence Eat on that. beef. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I mean, San Diego, L.A. I'm sorry, not San Swear Diego. Jar. Swear jar. Too good. 
I know, swear jar. E-Beef says, don't diss the Honda Accord. I'm not. I wish I had a Honda. Uh, I don't. Um, but it's pretty good. Uh, Steven says, donkeys, no. Uh, Dallas, Philly. Everyone's out on Philly. I think Philly rolls, or at least wins and covers. Three and a half. Cowboys have been great at home. Philly. Philly I don't think so either. That's that schedule they've had. It's been murder. Doesn't make think sense. Think about it. Kansas City, Buffalo. Uh, last week was San Francisco, and now Dallas. That was crazy. That's a crazy spurt. Here's the thing: if anyone wants to go against me in a stake in a beer bet before we got here, I'm taking Dallas to win. I don't think they cover three and a half, but I think they win. Is it in Dallas? I assume. It is in Dallas. Yes. Uh, I I think the Eagles mm-hmm. ticked off. I'm gonna I'll I'll go Eagles. If I think they win that. by a touchdown. I'll do that. All right, so I just yeah. got I just got to take Cowboys outright. Just Cowboys just got to win. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take um, I'll take Philly straight up. Deal. It's taking a beer against both of you two. Double yes. or nothing. Double or nothing. Here we go. We are. Connor, we are going to get a side of beef, and it will be glorious. It's going to be amazing. Talk to you tomorrow morning, weekend edition uh, on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Big thanks uh, to Elijah Connor, Chris Schmidt, uh, back tomorrow morning. See ya. A Huda Media Production.